It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 13 of season 2. Time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. The Martin and Lewis show was the springboard that really launched the careers of both Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, who started out as a comedy club act together and started to make a name for themselves at the Atlantic City's 500 Club in 1946. Their success there led to more club shows on the East Coast for the next two years, and finally to their own radio show, The Martin and Lewis Show. It ran from 1948 to 1953 and led to a TV show of the same name in 1949, multiple films, and TV appearances throughout the 1950s. The team officially broke up after their last appearance together at the Copacabana Club on July 25, 1956. Now back to the radio program, the Martin and Lewis show began slowly with less than enthusiastic reviews in its first couple of years, due in large part to Martin and Lewis's routines being mostly physical comedy. Kind of hard to translate it to radio. But a new team of writers in 1950 brought results, and the show gained sponsors and a large listenership for its last three years, being voted favorite radio comedy show in Mirror Magazine's 1952 poll. So sit back and relax for the April 3, 1949 broadcast featuring guest star Lucille Ball of The Martin and Lewis Show. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX is The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. It's the new, the great, the different, the Martin and Lewis Show. The National Broadcasting Company brings you the new Martin and Lewis Show. Our guest tonight, Lucille Ball, and featuring Eileen Woods, Flo McMichael, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis are two young men who, overnight, have become the nation's comedy hit. But let's get on with the show. We take you now to the apartment of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, where we find the boys getting ready, somewhat nervously, to go to the NBC studios for their first radio show. There's a tree in the meadow with a stream drifting by. Answer the phone, Jerry, I'm tying my tie. Okay, Dean, there's a tree in the meadow with a stream drifting by. I could never be a big singer like Crosby. Well, why not? I sound too much like Dean. (laughs) Oh, it must be NBC again. What cowards we are. Why are we afraid to do our own radio show? After all, how big an egg can we lay? How big? Well, 
if we took a large hen and got it to hold back for two years. All right, Jerry. All right. We've been acting like two frightened mice all day. We've got an ironclad contract to do the show. We've got to talk to NBC sometime. You're right. I'm not a frightened mouse. Answer the phone. Oh, come on, Jerry. You answer it. Dean Martin, I will tell you why I will not answer the phone. Indubitably, that is a call from NBC. And it is indubitably they want to know where the H-E-C-K we are because they are spending thousands and thousands of dollars and money. <laughs> To build a sensational comedy and musical extravaganza around us. And if they think we are that important, why don't they call us? Jerry, they are calling us. Who else could it be besides NBC? Well, it could be a wrong number, a quiz show. Hey, a quiz show. They give you money just for answering a few questions. Give me that phone. Hello, 1492 Marie Antoinette and sulfuric acid. Ship the money. Now, come on, Jerry. We got to get down to NBC right away. Let's go. Dean. Yeah? I'm scared. Look, we've done all right so far. We shouldn't be afraid. We did all right in nightclubs, didn't we? Yeah, but those people paid $10 cover charge, so they had to like us. But at a radio show, the audience gets in free, and at those prices, they can afford to hate us. <laughs> because there's nothing cheaper than something that doesn't cost very much. I always say... <laughs> Indubitably, but uh, come on, Jerry, get dressed Okay, I shall wear my new sport coat Which the man said was good for town or country And just perfect for the beach What is it, gabardine? No, wet sand <laughs> Jerry, you're just Stalin That's impossible Stalin's a big man in Russia And Russia's a big country Full of places like Valdostovostok And... <laughs> they laughed and Dniper, and he's a big, important man. And if he thinks I'm impersonating him, he'll get mad and come and get me and send me to Siberia. And it's full of ice and snow and sleet. And Dean... Yeah? I'm cold. <laughs> Jerry, you and I are going to NBC and do that program. What are you scared of? When we played the Copacabana in New York, they laughed at us. When we played the Chaperie in Chicago, they laughed at us. And when we came out here and asked for a radio job... They laughed at us. <laughs> they didn't laugh at us. They signed us up. They want us Jerry, we gotta do this radio show Who knows? This could make us famous Yeah, famous We could even become important actors Yeah, important actors Our names in lights Celebrities Stars in pictures Yeah, names in lights Celebrities Stars in pictures I can see it all Big hits in nightclubs We're famous Everybody wants us Hal Wallace signs us for a Paramount picture NBC signs us for a radio show We flop <laughs> Nobody wants us. Hal Wallace won't speak to us. Paramount hates us. We spend our savings. We can't get work. We're tramping the streets, starving. We stop and press our noses against the bakery window. Dean. Why? I'm hungry. <laughs> Tell me, Jerry, did uh, Whitaker Chambers ever hide any papers in your head? Well, it ain't my fault. I don't have my head with me all the time, you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's answer it. Hello? Hello. Who is this speaking, please? Jerry. Jerry, you have to take the phone off of the hook. Yeah, when did they do that? <laughs> okay. Hello? Why aren't you guys down here at NBC? They're going nuts down here. 
Oh, it's our agent. Well, it's not your maiden aunt in Minneapolis. <laughs> Everyone's waiting to do the program. You guys are messing up the whole thing. Now, listen, I can explain everything. Good. Start with you. <laughs> now, listen, boys, don't ruin everything. This radio show means a lot to us. Your careers, my commission. You think I don't care about the show? I do. After all, I gotta live, too. I can think of a loophole in that argument. <laughs> Ooh, how you aggravate me. Okay, Abby, we'll be right down there. We can't leave yet, Jerry. I gotta rehearse my number. It's a romantic number. I wish I had a girl to sing it to, you know, to get me in the mood. I'll be a girl if you'll promise to respect me. <laughs> <laughs> sing to me. I'm a great movie star. And a princess of far-off India. Really? What princess of India are you? Rita Hayworth. <laughs> you're... You're Rita Hayworth? But you're not even on the road to being a princess of India. Maybe I'm not on the road, but I'm sure following the right alley. <laughs> see, see, the idea of this gag... See, the idea of this gag is that... Well, alley is an alley in the street, see? A-L-L-E-Y. But when you say alley, A-L-I, that's like the prince that is going to marry Rita Hayworth. It's all combined into one joke. And it's so funny, this kind of... Look how they're staring at me. <laughs> see, Dean? Everybody hates me! Ah, Jerry, relax. Have faith in me. We'll do all right on the radio show. That's all right for you to say, but I haven't thought up any jokes to tell the people. Oh, you'll think of something. What about me? I haven't even rehearsed my song. I don't even know if I'm in good voice. Well, go ahead, sing. Give yourself a clue. Satisfied till you break my heart. You're never satisfied till a tear drops down. I've tried to shower you with loving kisses, but all I ever get from you is nagging and bragging, my poor heart is sagging the way you toss my heart around. A crying shame Well, I'll bet you wouldn't like it If I did the same You're only happy Tearing all my dreams apart You won't be satisfied Till you break my heart Oh, you won't be satisfied Till you break my heart you're never satisfied till the tear drops down. I've tried to shower you with love and kisses. Ah, oh, but all I ever get from you is nagging and bragging. My poor heart is sagging the way you toss my heart around. It's a crying shame. Well, I'll bet you wouldn't like it if I did the same. You're only happy tearing all my dreams apart. You won't be satisfied until you break my heart. 
want my opinion of your rendition, and I cannot tell a lie. It was magnificent. <laughs> oh, well. Come on, let's go. Oh, not so fast. Let me take a look at you first. Stand up. Wash your hands? Yes, partner. Wash your face? Yes, sir. Behind your ears? Look, I'm just going to a broadcast. I'm not going to get married. <laughs> anyway, what about you? Did you bathe? Well, of course. I take a bath every day. You take a bath every day? <laughs> well, of course. Oh, Dean, I'm so unworthy of you. Now, <laughs> uh, you, you talk like that. What'll people think? When was the last time you took a bath? In a tub? <laughs> yes. With soap? Yes. With water? Yes. Oh, Dean, I'm so unworthy of you. <laughs> oh, let's get out of this apartment and go to NBC. Who is it? It's the maid. <laughs> I have to come in and clean the apartment. Well, okay, come on in. We're just leaving anyway. Gee, look at the load of equipment she's carrying. I never saw such a stack of stuff in my life. Here, let me help you before you drop it, miss. I can put it down myself, thank you. <laughs> now let me help you with the other armful. Oh, my goodness. Just look at the condition of this room. Huh? What's the matter with it? It's clean. Well, well, that's a break for you, then. You have no work to do. I don't have any work to do. That's fine. I'm the maid, and I'm supposed to clean the apartments every day. And if your apartment isn't dirty, then I don't have to clean it. And if I don't have to clean your apartment, I won't have anything to do for a half hour. So I'll go out in the hall, and I'll light a cigarette, and the manager will smell the smoke, and he'll come up to me, and he'll say, what are you doing smoking a cigarette in the hall? And I'll say, I haven't anything to do right now. And he'll say, why aren't you cleaning the apartments? And I'll say, I didn't have to clean the apartments. And he'll say, oh, you don't have to clean the apartments, huh? And he'll get mad and fire me and all because your apartment is clean. <laughs> it's people like you that cause unemployment. <laughs> Miss, there's one thing I don't understand. What's that? Are you for real? <laughs> Miss, we're not trying to get you fired. Do the best you can. We have to leave. Come on, Jerry, let's go. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Now what? Uh... There's a discrepancy in the bathroom. A what? <laughs> one of you has to get married. The towels say his and hers, and you're a his and his. <laughs> Okay, okay, look, just put in two hisses, that'll fix it Oh, it's not as simple as that If I give you another his, then I'll have an extra hers And at the end of the week, I'll have 148 hisses and 149 hers And the manager won't know why there's more hers and hisses Because he doesn't know how many he's and she's there are in the building anyway Okay, take all the towels out, all of them From now on, we'll dry on newspapers <laughs> Well, the next thing on my list is dusting I'll start with a dresser Don't touch that bottom drawer Why not? Because that's where I keep my kittens Hey, not the top drawer either What's in the top drawer? Catnip <laughs> Well, what's to prevent the cats in the bottom drawer From going up to the top drawer and eating the catnip? In the middle drawer, bulldogs <laughs> <laughs> My, you're odd people <laughs> we 
entertain us. We're entertainers. We're Martin and Lewis, and we got a radio show to do in a few minutes. Oh, you're on the radio. What do you do? Well, one of us is a singer. And the other guy's the funniest comedian you ever heard. Tells big jokes, kills the people, gets big laughs. Oh, 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 oh. Which is which? <laughs> Well, come on, Jerry. Let's go to NBC. Stand in line, folks, for the Martin and Lewis show. The line will move inside the studio in a few moments. Come on, Miranda. Stand in line over here. Well, all right, but I don't understand, Henrietta. Who are Martin and Lewis? Well, my goodness, where have you been, Miranda? Well, they're famous. Oh? My husband was the conductor on the train they came out here on, and he heard that the greatest entertainers New York ever saw were Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Who told your husband that, Henrietta? Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Pardon me, ladies. Can you tell me how to get into the Martin and Lewis show? Oh, stand behind us, young man, and we'll get the best seats. You know, we always come to see these new comedians the very first week Because usually they don't last for a second week <laughs> They don't, huh? Well, you don't know Martin and Lewis They're the best comedians in the world And I say that for two reasons Bread and butter <laughs> You know, I'm anxious to see that handsome Dean Martin <laughs> You know, Miranda that, that Dean Martin's just a whole show as far as I'm concerned he really has talent. Now, wait a minute, lady. It takes two to make a team, you know. Takes two to make a team. Martin and Lewis. That's the team. They got to stick together. That's the way it is with any team. Without Fibber, where would Molly be? Without Kaiser, where would Fraser be? And without Earl Warren, where would... Uh, what was that guy's name again? <laughs> okay, Jerry, I parked the car... Hey, what are you doing in this line? Oh, I'm with Dean Martin. Uh, hello, ladies. Oh, isn't he handsome? <laughs> what are you going to sing tonight, Mr. Martin? I'd like to get you on a slow boat to China. It's a deal. Get the tickets and I'll meet you at the door. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Let's go into the studio here. Let's go into the studio here, Jerry. Gee, look at all the people in here, Dean. I'm scared. Here's Dean Martin. I'm your producer, Mr. Martin. Oh, I'm your director, Mr. Martin. I'm your family, Mr. Martin. I'm your singer, Mr. Martin. I'm your producer, Mr. Martin. I'm your director, Mr. Martin. I'm your leader, Mr. Martin. <laughs> I'm your singer, Mr. Martin. What am I, the Larry Parks of this outfit? <laughs> Ah, be quiet, Jerry. I gotta rehearse. Oh, now I gotta be quiet. You're a big star. A big man. You're too impor important for me. My tongue got in the way of my eye tooth. I couldn't see what I was saying. <laughs> you're, 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 you're just too important for me. Well, I don't need a house to fall on me. Goodbye, pal. <laughs> I won't be a drag on you. Ah, ah, ah. I'm sorry it had to end like this. We had a lot of good times together. Even if I always did have to take the ugly ones. Ah, oh, Jerry. Jerry, your feelings are just hurt, that's all. Oh, my feelings ain't hurt. I'm happy. 
I can laugh. <laughs> I'll never forget you, Dean. You go on without me. And good luck, old pal. I won't ever be jealous of your success. When you're a big star and run over me in your big imported car, I'll still be happy. I'll just lay there and think, gee, Vogue tires. <laughs> well, I'll go now. You people don't want me here. I'll be seeing you. Oh, poor Jerry. Why do you let him go away like that? Oh, Jerry will be all right. Let's rehearse. <clears throat> and now I would like to present one of Hollywood's most glamorous stars, currently gracing your neighborhood screens in Sorrowful Jones, a charming actress who gracefully combines the talents of a leading lady and comedian... Now, listen here, Dean Martin. Don't you say anything nice about me, you big bully, you, you monster. I'll have you know well, that I'm Wait I a minute, the... wait a minute. Why, you are Lucille Ball. <laughs> but, but what's the matter, Lucille? Don't act like you don't know. You've got some nerve, Dean Martin, asking me to come down here and be a guest on your radio program after the way you beat up that sweet, adorable little Jerry Lewis. Why, uh, if I weren't a perfect lady, I'd slug you. The idea, beating up that darling, cute, lammy pie. Me? Yes, you, Dean Martin. <laughs> well, Jerry, hey, hey, where'd he go? He's behind me where he'll be safe. He's not going to stay out here where you can knock him down again. Knock him down? Yes, and kicking him and throwing dirt in his face and trying to drive your car over him. I did that? See, Lucille, he admits it. Oh, I get it. Jerry told you that story. Yes, he did. I never met anyone so contemptible as you in my whole life. How could you treat Jerry that way? He's so darling and so cute. You forgot Lammy Pie. <laughs> Just exactly what did Jerry tell you I did to him? He told me the whole story. It's incredible to me that you could pick on a little fella like that when you have such a grand physique. Uh, I mean, when, when you're so much bigger than he is, with all those great, big, powerful muscles. <laughs> you, you, big... Yes? <laughs> and, and the things you called him it, It's just hard to imagine names like that being spoken by you Why, you have that wonderful, soft, caressing voice Yes Lucille, hey Lucille <laughs> Will you stop tugging at my skirt? I just wanted you to know I'm still here Lewis is the name, Jerry Lewis they call me Don't stop Lucille, tell him off, good all right <laughs> You're right Dean Martin, how could you have slugged poor Jerry When you look so So handsome With those soft eyes And long, long lashes Yes Hey, Lucille Shut up, you little schnook <laughs> Schnook Me, schnook the idea telling those awful fibs about this darling, cute, lammy pie, Dean Martin. I ought to turn you over my knee and spank you. Ding, ding. Yes? <laughs> ding, are you going to stand there and let her talk to me like that? Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but really, he isn't bad at all, Lucille. In fact, he's a very nice guy. In fact, he's a wonderful guy. Why, Jerry is the important half of our act. He's the talent. Why, he's the one who gets all the laughs. He's the one the critics rave about. He's the one the people love. 
Oh, what a ham! <laughs> well, uh, it's sure nice of you to come down tonight and help us get on our get, get our first show started, Lucille. I figured we need plenty of advice advice here in Hollywood. Come on, snap out of it. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be very successful Well, how about Jerry? Yeah, how about that? <laughs> You'll see, I'm going to be a big star When I make my first picture, I'll be sensational I'll be... Well, you do think I'll be a picture star, don't you, Lucille? Why not? Lassie made it <laughs> If you're going to make fun of me, I'll quit the show I'll give... I'll give... I'll give... Uh... <laughs> I'll give Dean all the money we've saved And I'll go home and lock myself in a closet Kick my heels And hold my breath until I die And if you want to know why I do these things It's because, listen <laughs> Well, don't get too desperate, Jerry Look, I, I have planned a little party for you and Dean after the show uh, Lots of important people will be there Well, that's wonderful, Lucille Well, the only thing, Dean uh, Does Jerry know how to act at a party? Do I know how to act at a party? Why, one time in the back room of a barbershop... Jerry! <laughs> Hold it. You see what I mean? Miss Ball. <laughs> Miss Ball, Mr. Martin. I would like to inform you that Gerald Lewis, when attempting a social event... Attending a social event... <laughs> Paper, what do you want? <laughs> Miss Ball and Mr. Martin, when I, I'd like to inform you that Gerald Lewis, when attending a social event, always conducts himself with complacent, elegant simplicity, utterly devoid of ostentation. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, where did you get words like that? Don't ask me, I'm just as surprised as you are. <laughs> Gee, I hope there's a girl there for me Lucille, I like him about my height Well, let's see now Betty Grable will be there And of course I like him about my age Uh-huh, well, Anne Blythe will be there And I like him to be of my intelligence Sorry, Margaret O'Brien can't stay out that late <laughs> Jerry, I, I hope you understand I've invited important people People of refinement, breeding, culture don't worry about me Refinement and breeding and culture Pour out of me like sweat off a horse's neck <laughs> Lucille, don't worry I'll guarantee Jerry Well, I don't know I'm afraid he'll be a little raucous Raucous? Me? Don't ever worry about Jerry Lewis being raucous I'll make more noise than anyone there oh. Now, Lucille If you'll just tell us the address of the party And, uh, by the way, Lucille, uh, shall we dress? Naturally, we don't want the cops <laughs> Oh, the party sounds like it'll be a lot of fun, Lucille And uh, I'm sure we'll know exactly what to do Sure, we've been educated You know, I worked my way through Harvard What? Well, he did stumble his way through high school He looks more like he had to shoot his way out of kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this, Lucille Well, uh, my house isn't one of those elaborate Hollywood mansions, Dean 
Oh, there's one thing, Jerry. If we decide to go in for a dip, be sure you don't go in the servant's swimming pool. But we go on the air in 30 seconds Okay, fine Are you nervous, Jerry? Me? Nervous? <laughs> 20 seconds I'll be all right I'll kill the people 15 seconds Just let me at them 10 seconds I'll fracture them 5 seconds 4 seconds 3 2 I'll pulverize them The Martin and Lewis show is on the air Go ahead, Jerry Start talking Yes, sir. A very funny thing happened to me on the way to the studio. Well, come on, Lucille. Help me hold Jerry up and we'll do the song. Okay. Up he goes. Up he goes. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it. Shame on you. Funny, 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 what money can do? Ask the rich man, he'll confess. Money can't buy happiness. Ask a poor man, he don't doubt. But he'd rather be miserable with and without. I love life and I want to live. I love life and I say. But I love life I know But you don't have to Spoil it for the rest of us If you spend it Please be wiser If you save it You're a miser If you don't want it You're cuckoo Funny, funny, funny What money can do It's good to be home in bed And Dean, I'm sorry I messed up our radio program tonight Ah, forget it, Jerry It's past midnight Better get some sleep Good night Good night Well, who could that be? What do you want? It's me, the maid (laughs) I'm sorry, but you'll have to get out of those beds Get out of bed? Why? Well, you see, those beds are six by three beds. And this afternoon, I made a mistake and I put on seven by four sheets. Oh! And if I put the wrong sheets on your beds, the manager will say to me... Look, miss, get... if I get up, I'll start walking the floor. And if I start walking the floor, I'll get into a bad humor. And when I go to embassy tomorrow, they'll say, Jerry Lewis, why did you faint on your radio program? And I'll say, who could help but fainting? I was excited. And they'll say, oh, talking back, eh? I guess you don't want to go on the radio very bad. And I'll say, and they'll say, and they'll fire me. It's people like you that cause unemployment. Good night, everybody. Good night, folks. You've just heard the new Martin and Lewis show. If you enjoyed them, tune in again each Sunday night at the same time. And next week, our guest will be Bob Hope. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. I hope you enjoyed that broadcast of the Martin and Lewis show.
A reminder that if you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also email us at oldradiocomedypodcast at gmail.com, visit us at our webpage by tapping the link in the show's description page, or follow us on Twitter at Old Radio Comedy. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you right here again on Monday for another classic comedy radio program. I'm Greg Fordyce, and remember... Courtney, what extraordinary things have I done? You took a bubble bath, ate some toast, had a sleep for one hour, and commissioned a naked statue of your fine self.